I'm Jessica Veldstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. And today we are going to talk about swearing <laughs> or profanity <laughs> or cussing or bad words. What else are they called? I don't know. <laughs> I don't swear, so oh, I don't know these true. things. Denise doesn't swear, so she knows nothing about it. So, Denise, what was what was your experience growing up with swearing? Were you told not to swear? I was. Um, I was definitely not encouraged to swear as a child, <laughs> unless you count public school, and then I feel like I was very encouraged <laughs> to swear. My parents, uh, my mother does not swear. Mm-hmm. At all. I think I've heard my mother swear once. And because my mother doesn't listen to podcasts or social media, <laughs> I can tell this story Ooh. of her swearing one time. Okay. We backed out of the garage with the car door open, and my mother slowly said, Oh, <laughs> And it sounded just as weird as that. <laughs> it was very odd. Anyways, so my mother, I think I've heard her swear once, maybe twice, maybe the other time when she thought we were getting um, shot at when our car was backfiring and she told us to get to the floor. <laughs> There's that. My father, on the other hand, has more of a colorful vocabulary. Mm. And I did approach my mother about that once as a child and ask her why it was not okay for me to swear and why it was okay for my father to swear. And she sat me down with, in all seriousness and explained that my father swore but did not do the bad swears. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, because there are bad swears and uh-huh. good swears. Good swears. <laughs> so I had a really conflicting idea about swearing when I was a kid. There is lots of things going on. A lot of advice about swearing coming from my sister. and Advice about swearing? She did. She gave me... It's funny. I won't say which <laughs> sister this was. But she, she gave... She a little bit 50-50 She did once tell me that boys didn't like nasty mouths. Ah. Or something to that effect <laughs> when I was very little. Mm-hmm. But I very clearly recall her cussing me out (laughs) multiple occasions there was probably no boys around to impress right no (laughs) and she would also go on to tell me that boys were not everything oh well you don't you don't adjust your life for men (laughs) also good very good advice your sister gave yes yeah so uh did what did the church tell you about swearing I don't remember the church saying anything <laughs> to me you about paying attention swearing. again. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, going to church, of course you know you're not going to swear. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one time, the only time I heard someone swear in a church, <laughs> in a church setting, was um, I knew a girl who brought her boyfriend. They were both in the military. And she brought her boyfriend to church one Sunday And for some reason, it must have been a Sunday night because it was very relaxed Mm -hmm. and chilled out. And I think people were like, you know, requesting songs. (laughs) And someone got up and said, who wants to share their favorite Bible verse? And this was the 90s, the um, late 90s. And if you recall, there were a lot of people quoting Pulp Fiction at this time. Oh, no. Yeah. He did stand up to share his favorite Bible verse, which was a Samuel L. Jackson quote from the the movie. movie. 
Yes. And so that was, and I knew, of course, exactly what it was from. And my parents were sitting there looking bewildered with basically everyone else in the church looking bewildered, all 30 people. So that was probably the one time I heard someone like swear in church. Mm -hmm. And I was in complete shock because this was kind of my friend's boyfriend who was a complete idiot. Let's just be straight there. What an idiot. Who does that? Anyways, it was it was a great memory. But I don't remember. I just know, you know, you just don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them sitting me down and saying not to swear. Though, I mean, I really do remember being sat down and explained why you don't say, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I still feel really uncomfortable saying right, that yeah. to this day. You know, other people have different theories about that, and I just can't do, do it. it. Yeah, no. And I don't like it in my house. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I know I grew up super sheltered, and I remember um, being introduced to like kind of slaying versions of body parts by my the kid that we babysat when I was well, like I'm... five. What <laughs> slaying versions of body parts like pussy and dick? Slang? Slang. Slang. <laughs> this is a whole new world. Slaying versions of slang. Okay. Slang. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. I'm understanding now. Keep going. So when I was five, and I remember like my mom bringing me into her room and said, Is this boy teaching you bad words? I need to know all the bad words that he's teaching you so that we can we can talk to him about it. And I was like, Nope, <laughs> he's not teaching me any bad words. Oh. <laughs> because I wasn't I ain't no snitch. <laughs> you didn't lie? No, I was like, mm mm mm. I was because I also the other part is is I wasn't gonna say those words to my mother. Oh, I don't know. I, my sister was yelling at me. One of the times that she swore at me, we just talked about this on our sister's trip, one of the times she swore at me was, and I swear to this day I did not do what she accused me of, she let me borrow her beautiful Liz Claiborne. Um, they had like the tiny little triangles for Liz Claiborne all over them, and they were the tights. tights. Oh my goodness, they were so beautiful <laughs> and so wonderful. And my friend's brother was getting married, and I was like helping serve. And my sister graciously let me borrow her Liz Claiborne <laughs> pantyhose. And weirdly enough, like how was I fitting into these? Because I think I was nine and she was sixteen. Weird. <laughs> I don't know, but I was like so excited and pumped to wear them, and I swear. To this day, I took them off nicely, put them in her bedroom very nicely. But when she approached me later, I was in just as much shock to find them shredded. Huh. Shredded. <laughs> as she was. But she was not happy with me and oh. calling me names. And the first thing I did, the first thing I did was run to the telephone on the wall, grab it, <laughs> dial my mother very slowly because it was a rotary. Of course. <laughs> And I told my mother exactly what I was being called. <laughs> I had no problem. Yeah. I was a super fun little sister. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to repeat those words. But then the, like, actual um, swear words, I actually didn't hear any. I was very curious by the age of 12 when I hadn't heard any. I didn't see any written on, apparently, bathrooms, walls. I don't know how I was this sheltered. But I was very, very curious about age 12 
And I asked a kid I was hanging out with, do you know any swear words? <laughs> I would be very curious about what these oh. are. Yeah. That, 12. That, that sheltered. Um, I yeah. remember my first and, swear word. And he told where me. Where it was. He told me the F word. And he told me, he's like, that's, that's a word. And I was like, okay, good to know, good to know. So your word. first swear word was? The first one I said? Well, or the first one I knew? The first one you said. The fr- well, the first one I said? Oh, I don't know. Um, so then I didn't ever swear because I was just, I was curious. Just what to they let were. you know, Jessica, <laughs> shit falls in the good swears. Oh, it's good, it's good swears. Okay. In case our <laughs> listeners are curious, I might get into what my mother told me was the good swears and the bad swears. But that was that did fall under don't say it, but it's not a bad swear. Okay, got it. Okay, so I knew one of the good swears apparently, and uh, that was all I knew. And I didn't really wasn't really exposed to anything else. I mean, like, I started kind of, like, I, I started reading some, like, John Grisham, which has some language in it, um, <laughs> and, so, like, Dangerous Minds, which definitely has some dangerous language in it. Um, <sighs> and it's funny, because I was very sheltered, but my parents basically let me read whatever I wanted to, which was, I, I actually admit, hmm. admired that, and I kind of had the same rule for my kids, is, like, if you want to read it, go for it. Huh. Um, so, so, yeah, I read some Dangerous Minds, which was, you know, full of, uh, you know, the kids would use a lot of profanity, and so I, but I didn't, I didn't swear at all, and in, and I had a job at a local candy store, and all the people who I worked with started to tease me because I didn't swear, and the way that they decided to remedy the situation was to basically use profanity nonstop until I started swearing. So, so anytime there wasn't a customer around. It's a very teenager logic. Yes, yes it was. Although actually it will work eventually because if you hear nothing but profanity, eventually you're going to start using it. Um, I don't know what kind of weak person you are, but (laughs) I know that I have always stayed away from it. That's true. Denise never swears. So (laughs) I think people might start believing this if we say it enough, right? But so, like, they basically started swearing nonstop until, like, I, I, I don't know if I ever really caved in on, the, on that one in high school. I just really never swore. Because they told me also, on the flip side of this, if I did swear, like, if I said something, they told me I sounded like a nun swearing, which was probably true. Because I never heard anything in context until they, like, started in on the tirade. Oh. <laughs> it's a fun yeah. ideas of what swearing was. I was in fourth grade. <laughs> I was standing by the swing set and the slide, like, in between. And I remember saying it out loud, and it was glorious. <laughs> I think I may have even just said it to myself out loud. <laughs> just loved the feeling that it gave me. My first swear word was <laughs> was shit. Yeah, of course, and of course, as as was the first one I knew. So there you go. Seems to be universal. Yeah, <laughs> it was freeing and wonderful, and I couldn't wait to say it again. <laughs> So I don't remember a lot about my childhood, not a ton, and I'm sure my childhood memories are skewed because it's just from my perspective, but I do remember how absolutely wonderful it felt, and then I just didn't stop. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. 
And and now one of our friends teases you all the time because your very, very favorite music, you always know if it's going to be Denise's favorite song, if it has the F word in it. Just once, though. But it can just only once. happen hmm. once. If it, has, <laughs> if it has it more than once, then oh my, yeah. It's just too it repetitive. has it more than once, mm-hmm. you've lost the shock value mm-hmm. of the word, and the word is there for the, the shock, shock value. value. So once it's there more than once, then it just sounds trashy. Yeah. So... <laughs> So you got to have it once to so be you, good and more than once it's too trashy, just too trashy. <laughs> so you hit a little bit about this, but there is a difference between profanity and blasphemy. Profanity would be using like bodily functions and that kind of thing as swear words. Blasphemy is using the Lord's name in vain. And even though like things are like rated G on the TV because they use the Lord's name in vain, like, that is, like, the highest level of, like, we do not go there. And it's funny because sometimes friends who aren't used to that culture are like, wait, you just chewed out your kid for saying something that was on a G-rated TV program, but you didn't chew them out for saying shit when they stubbed their toe. Well, we're it like, hurt. Yeah. It hurt him. <laughs> exactly. His toe was hurt. Yeah. And we're like, yep, that's just the way it goes. And he wasn't <laughs> swearing at us. No. It wasn't, yeah. So there is, like... Or any other no, adults that were exactly. there. And so they actually have done studies. Uh, Stevens, Adkins, and Kingston did a study, which they won the Nobel Peace Prize for, which I think is humorous, <laughs> that showed that swearing diminishes the effects of physical pain. So they recommend that if you get, like, a acute physical pain, swear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So they talk about, the like, the five different ways of Swearing, And so we're, I'm going to kind of like talk about those and what we think is maybe okay to do and maybe those that are not okay to do. So the first one, the first type of swearing is abuse. And that's when you're swearing at a person. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't like that. No. <laughs> Me neither. That's like actually a, on a house rule. You have a house rule? Yes. We have a house rule. We have a set of house rules that we came up with and sat down as a group of people living in the same house mm-hmm. and that is one of the rules mm-hmm. you can't swear at a person yes because it's abusive it's super abusive mm-hmm. that's definitely and if an- you find yourself hey i'm just mm-hmm. gonna throw this mm-hmm. out there i'm gonna be some judgy okay if you find yourself swearing at someone constantly and constantly apologizing for it you might mm. want to get some counseling yeah you may be in an abuse cycle yeah yeah so one of the th- ways that i think about if something's ethical or not is does it bring you closer to God or does it bring you closer in your relationships or does it make you, does it harm your relationship with God and harm your relationship with people? So abuse definitely harms so your relationship. Using, so you are That's, using the two rules or the two commandments from Jesus basically. Right. And so, you're looking through those lenses. Mm-hmm. So Jesus said the most important commandments are basically love God and love your neighbor. Okay, so you're using those two lenses Mm -hmm. to look at everything. Right. Okay. And so with abuse, it definitely hurts your relationship with other people. So then the second second thing, so that's not okay. Um, The second way is cathartic. And so that would be if you stub your toe. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah, Well, does it count if you're just standing in the middle of the playground and you want to say something? (laughs) I think that would 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 work as cathartic, Because it really felt so good. (laughs) And, like, my curiosity of, like, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's just like basically expressing yourself because like something sudden happened and you're like, <gasps> like 
that's not really hurting your relationship with others. So mm. let me just backtrack just a little bit. Uh-huh. My sister was yelling at me and swearing in my general direction, but those things were shredded. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and like, and as upset as I was that it was happening, I can still to this day and at that time felt insanely shocked at how shredded these things were. <laughs> and I felt her pain mm-hmm. because I knew how cool they were. So I'm going to totally give that one to her as a pass and not be abusive, but like cathartic because shockingly enough, (laughs) it looked like a wild animal had been let loose on those tights. So I'm going to give that one to her. That doesn't count as the first. (laughs) Sorry. No problem. But like the the mystery of the tights remains to this day. I think my brother's cat (laughs) got in her room. And shredded them. But no one else seems to share this theory with me. They seem to think it was my irresponsible nine-year-old self. (laughs) Which, who knows? I have selective memories. (laughs) As we all do. So the third type is, I'm going to butcher this word, is dysphemistic. Dysphemistic? Swearing. Mm -hmm. And that is used to convey that the speaker thinks negatively of the subject matter and make the listener do the same. So... Like, so when I used that uh, Amazon's fucking up the world, that would probably be dysphemistic. <laughs> so you, yeah, okay. Interesting. So, yeah. I've never thought of that had any its own qualification, it but that is interesting. <laughs> huh. The uh, fourth one is emphatic swearing, and that is to draw attention to what is considered to be worth paying attention to. And I think that was what kind of you were talking about in the, in the song, is like using it once and yes. just once. Yeah, you use it more than once, and then it's... So, I... And it's... Yeah, and it's going to be... I'm going to be judging, because it's trashy. <laughs> so, I have a secret, and... What is your secret? So, you know, like... You I... actually... You you guys can't see her face, but she's, like, beaming. She's so excited to tell this secret, and yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Well, I don't swear at work. Well. Much. But... Like, everybody knows, like, everybody's always apologizing for swearing around me. Because, I mean, like, I work at a place where, I mean... Well, it's, it's professional? It's a, prof- it's a professional place, but it's really a hard place to work at, and you have to vent. And so people are venting all the time, and I get it, and it's fine. They can vent all they want to me. That is completely cool. And they can use whatever language they want. That's, that's cool. Uh, so I don't use a lot of language at work just because it's not... It doesn't come supernaturally to me in a professional setting. However, I will use it extremely rarely, and I use it intentionally and to basically shock people into listening. Oh. It gets people's attention because all of a sudden they're like, <gasps> Jessica swore. Oh, no, we need to pay attention to this. And actually, it's it's something that I've used actually for years. But, yeah, it basically only bring it out maybe once every two, three years, but when I do, people pay attention and uh, make some changes. That's, yeah, that's a good way to think of it. I don't swear at work unless I'm alone. <laughs> right. And then, then sometimes I say it to myself. Obviously, I just am, I'm the person who says it only to myself 
and gets joy. <laughs> just for saying it to just yourself. Just for saying it to myself. That's what it's seeming to come across in this podcast. Um, just a... That I don't talk to others and swear at the same time. <laughs> that I only do it to myself. But it's because I'm not going to have customers right. in my store and be swearing to them. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even, even though I know that the background music is the background, I do know the songs that have been placed on my iPod that have the F word. And I don't want my customers listening to that. So, yes, I have a sign in my store that says, Be the change you want to see up in this bitch. (laughs) And I had to cover it up, not realizing that it would be a problem. But it was a problem for one of my customers, so I did cover it up. After she asked me to explain what this bitch was, <laughs> very seriously. <laughs> it was a fun conversation. Oh, my goodness. They, they haven't studied you because this is all based on research, and they haven't studied the person that swears to themselves. <laughs> I would be this. I would be, the, like, the sample project. And then the fifth one that they've studied, at least is idiomatic swearing, and that's used for no particular purpose, but as a sign as the conversation and relationship between the speaker and listener is informal. So, that I get when you feel like you have kind of like a surfacey relationship with somebody, especially with another woman. You get a surfacey relationship and you're getting closer and suddenly they drop a swear, you know that you're tight. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden you're like, oh, we can trust each other. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. No, that's exactly, that just happened to me, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like, that's like basically saying, oh, we're on the same level, we're equals, we're not, we're not, we're not being professional here, we're not being servicey. We and can, I, we can trust each other. When it happens to me, weirdly enough, I'm always like, oh, you're one of me. Mm-hmm. You're like me. It, you're that's not, exactly what it's supposed to signal. You're, you're not a better person than me. <laughs> I always assumed you were better than me. But instead, you're But now like you're me. just like me. <laughs> You're not better than me at all. <laughs> and in fact, they said that people, there's there's a studies out there that say co-workers who swear a little bit at work are liked better <laughs> than those who swear not at all or who swear all the time. Because uh-huh. because then, you know, like, they, people, other people think that more comfortable with um, them and, like, more friendly. So, anyway. So, there is another thing with swearing that we should kind of talk about. I feel like we're, and this might be where you're going with mm-hmm. this. Tell me yes or no. Okay. But I really feel like they skipped over the person who has no other descriptive oh, words. Of course. Like, the person who cannot come up with a descriptive word besides a swear word. It's like, what happened to your adjectives? You know? <laughs> like, I'm super confused. Where do those people fall? Because, I don't know. Because they, they stress me out a little they bit. They stress me out. They the really reason, stress me out. The reason is because I use swear words as, like, I'm strong. it's strong emotion for me. And so when every word is strong emotion, I started feeling like, oh, no, you're going to go off the rocker because you're, every word is strong emotion. Well, <laughs> yeah, and then I actually put you in a class in my head, mm-hmm. which I try really hard not to, but I – but – it's like if you're standing behind someone in the line at, at I almost said at church. <laughs> you're in line at church. I don't know what lines I'm in. But 
Um, if you're standing behind someone in line at the grocery store and that is their only descriptive word and their mm. kids are in their cart and they're going on, on and on and on. Oh, I try so hard not to put them in that class, but I do. I classify them. <laughs> and trying to get that across to, you know, younger kids that are growing up. I'm like, you just watch your language when you're out in public because when you hear a bunch of teenagers mm-hmm. doing it and it's that constant... Oh. You know everyone's thinking badly about yeah. them. And generally, these are really good kids. Mm-hmm. They just like to swear. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just they're, learning they're about it. They're probably just, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to be big stuff in a small pond. And <laughs> that's just, they're experimenting with language. So anyways, that's the one I felt like they missed. Okay. Yeah. No, but what I actually was going with was uh, sexism and swearing. Oh. Yeah expand my mind (laughs) (laughs) so no if you think about it swear words aren't exactly equal you think about the worst swear word you know oh well well the worst swear worst swears to me are a lot of the ones that i don't like have to do with female anatomy exactly but why aren't the worst swear like why isn't the male anatomy and the female anatomy swears equal well, because we value male anatomy more. <laughs> but yeah. Well, like, and it's not as dirty. It's not as dirty, exactly. So, <laughs> like, and, and what gets me is oh, parents who will use the male anatomy correct word penis and they will not use a female correct anatomy word vagina. Like, or, well, well I mean, we're on like, the correct oh, anatomy things oh. here. I'm just going to say right now use the correct anatomy terms of your children. Please. It is such it's such a big deterrent to your children ever being approached mm-hmm. by or singled out mm-hmm. by an abuser. Yeah. And, because and, children who know the correct terms yeah. have more knowledge of what's going on right. with themselves. And they have language to tell you if anything is happening. They have the actual language. Teach them yeah. the language. Teach them the correct terms. So the the worst so-called worst swear words are reserved for female anatomy or femaleness um and like kind of like the male anatomy ones are kind of like on the light list on the good side yeah so like there's a lot of sexism in swearing it seems like it seems like my swears my ones that i the three that i go to really are pretty much equal opportunity swears oh yeah but see i feel like I'm thinking of, and I'm not even going to say it, but I'm thinking of the one that starts with a C Mm -hmm. and ends with a T. Mm -hmm. And, like, that would fall into the category that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I really dislike that word, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's only ever used as an insult. So it is in that first category Mm -hmm. that you talked about. Right. I don't really feel like it's ever used used as, like, an inanimate object. It's not, like, like, you don't stub your toe and say it. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's used as an insult, and that's what makes, I think, makes it even more of, like, a touchy one for me. And then same with, I mean, the, you know, pussy word. Mm it's it's used more as an insult Mm -hmm. and i don't like that either right so yeah there's a lot of sexism and you have to be aware of that and and words that you're using and i'm hoping that people i hang out with aren't using the c word very much because i put those people in a class too i mean isn't this about how i'm judge i'm we're we're judging judging you (laughs) (laughs) so i would have never ever guessed this but you know there's a lot of uh Maybe not a lot. Maybe that's an exaggeration. There's some profanity in the Bible. Uh, No, I did not (laughs) know that. So when the 
Bibles translated, of course, from original Hebrew and Greek to whatever language it's translated to in English for our case. Well, first the King James Version. (laughs) Because if it was good enough for For Jesus, Jesus, it's it's good good enough enough for us. (laughs) That's a private joke. (laughs) Yes, I once had someone tell me that. They only read the King James Version because if it was good enough for Jesus, it was good enough for for all of us. It was good enough for them. And I think if you think that, I can't be your friend. (laughs) She was just ill-informed. There was just some... There was just a little, little bit of lacking information. I think I just blinked at her a couple times. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what I do. So when it was translated, of course, they're doing a kind of, they try to do a kind of a, like a literal translation. But like if you were going to translate literally some of our idioms, you're going to probably clean them up for church. For example, in Samuel 20:30, a guy is referred to as a son of a perverse and rebellious woman. Oh, guess what they actually said? <laughs> in replace of what? In the replace of perverse? Like whorish? Yeah. Basically, they they called him a son of a whore. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And then um but is that swearing or just accurate? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually, it was basically a strong language. And then uh, you're like, okay, well, that was Saul who said that, and he's not like a high person just to follow. But actually, Jesus called Herod a fox, which was considered kind of a low-grade swear. He called oh. other people, um, it, was, it was offensive, basically, to call somebody a fox. Um, it was that was an unclean animal uh, comparing them to an animal mm-hmm. they also called the pharisees vipers which was actually somewhat less offensive than a fox but still offensive then paul really let loose <laughs> of course well paul. you know i love him and i hate him yep i got oh, some paul. love for paul I got some anger for Paul. So, in Philippians 3... You can cut that out, right? Because people will stop listening if I say that. <laughs> you have anger toward Paul? Sometimes. Remember that Paul is not Jesus. Just just an FYI there. Just a heads up. <laughs> so, in Philippians 3.8, Paul says, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake... I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. The actual word for garbage there that they've translated to garbage is basically somewhere along the lines of shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he, it may be a little bit less offensive than shit, more offensive than dung. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically poop, um, but but more offensive. Um, but they Waste. added, yeah, they, well, more, more offensive, offensive than waste. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> more li- along like crap. Yeah, maybe a little bit more offensive. So they so they're cleaning Cleanings. some of these yes. verses up for church. They're, yes, Interesting. or for for Christians yep. who are mm-hmm. reading the Bible. Yep. So or anyone in general mm-hmm. who's reading the Bible, they're cleaning it up. So why are we cleaning it up? Good question. Why are hmm. we strain so far? like why do Christians not swear generally? And mm-hmm. if they do. You know, they are doing it in private. Or mm-hmm. why did they take out all the references to deaconesses or to the apostle Junia, who was female? I mean, like they took out a lot of things that they're now now reincorporating some of them. 
but like they sanitized a lot of stuff in the Bible, which is is it's kind of sad. <laughs> then Ezekiel, I guess, has some huge strong language where they talk about huge penises <laughs> and semen. <laughs> Yeah, the, I mean, there is some, there, there, there's a lot of but talk they, about about anatomy mm-hmm, in the Bible, mm-hmm. and I think had I not been educated already as a child, the, a lot of my questions would have come from um, the Bible, just listening mm-hmm. in church, because I feel like there was some glossing over when kids were around, but really, I mean, the first time I like heard about circumcision or anything like oh, that, gosh. it was in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you know foreskin. Well, yeah. What, what, what in the world is that? Yeah. But I mean, I did. I did know pretty quickly. My mother was a nurse, and I had older siblings, so I did have people there to explain it to me, and they did a quite a very good job, actually. Yeah. Well, me and my two good friends in high school, we were sixteen, asked her mom to explain to us what circumcision was because we're like, we kind of think we might get it ish, <laughs> but we're confused. <laughs> so we were sixteen. Again, very sheltered. But First Kings twelve ten, it says like somebody's saying, My little finger is as big or sorry. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. In First Kings twelve ten says, My little finger is thicker than my father's waist is the actual what they said in the oh. in the Bible now. That's what it says. That's yeah. what it says mm-hmm. in the Bible now? Yeah. But guess what it really says? Is it talking about his penis? Oh yes, absolutely. It says, basically, they actually translated it as, my little finger is bigger than my uh, father's penis. Well, I mean, that is, I mean, honestly, I mean, it makes more sense. <laughs> it does. Because whose waist is, like, well, that yeah, small? Yeah, exactly. But basically, like, they're So their doing father had a micro-penis. <laughs> like, she, he's basically saying, I got bigger balls than this than my father, so come at me, bro. Or That's maybe, basically what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe his father actually had a micro-penis. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't expect to be talking about micro-penises on a, on a podcast about swearing after talking about... <laughs> A Bible verse. Sorry. Right. But there's basically a lot of strong language that they cleaned up in the Bible. A lot of idioms that we don't understand nowadays that they would have been like, ooh, that's really intense. But we don't understand. And we're like, oh, they oh, were talking about it. like a horse cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's interesting that they cleaned all that up. So one of the things that is in there is the commandment not to let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it might benefit those who listen okay so can you use swear words and still comply with that command yes i think you can i think you can say you did a really fucking great (laughs) job fuck yeah (laughs) and it's But, I mean, no, I mean, I think it's appropriate when it's appropriate, mm-hmm. and, I mean, obviously, if you are dragging someone down or mm-hmm. someone doesn't like that, or you know that that's not what they appreciate, right. then, of course, you're going to keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I I don't swear, Jessica. Exactly, right. You swear. <laughs> <laughs> but so, if you did, you could still build somebody up. And not tear them down. No. Yes. You can use swear words to build people up, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, avoid using swear words as much as possible and use them to make a point. Mm-hmm. Or when you stub your toe and it hurts, 
I am married to a person, though, who doesn't swear. Right. At all. So should we get their opinion on swearing? Yeah, I think we can call okay. them in the room. Because I think we have two totally different opinions in this household. With the De- men? Denise mm-hmm. and I are kind of on the same page, but... Yeah, uh, we, you know... But you we, don't want to sound trashy, yep. but you, you swear sometimes. Yep, exactly. Let's Just see what they think. Yeah. So we have Michael, who is my husband, and Patrick, who's Denise's husband, here, and they're going to talk about their probably differing opinions on swearing. Mike's going to start. What's uh, your opinion on swearing, Mike? I think it's healthy and good, and honestly, they say about 55% of communication is body language 38 percent is tone and seven percent is the actual words so i mean take (laughs) where did you get these statistics take take something as innocuous as uh, breakfast food and you can make it sound dirty like i'll eat your pancakes (laughs) so really tone is far more important than the actual words so when it comes to cussing i am all for it so well uh this is Patrick. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, and uh, I, I will uh, go a different route on that. I, I feel like a couple good swears uh, a week is, uh, I think that's that's fine. But if you are going over that, I feel like they don't really mean as much. But here's the thing. Do you do a couple good swears every week? I've known to do a good swear now and then. Like... <laughs> Maybe like, like when once a month, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe. A, yeah, but I have no problem with people giving no, more we're swears talking about than that. You, though. Why I, don't I don't, you? I don't, I don't, I uh, don't <laughs> swear that often. No. <laughs> so but, you, but you're but okay I, with but it. But I, but I have no problem with it. I feel like a, a couple good swears are actually good. But I think the less you do it, they mean more when you actually say them. If that makes sense. I, I, I can appreciate your opinion, Patrick. <laughs> I just feel that, you know, a couple good swears every few minutes is, is healthy to get it out. <laughs> and, and, and I can understand with your job how uh, you need to get that out. <laughs> Thank you for having me as well. Uh, Bye, guys. Uh, Bye, guys. You. Thank you. So the guys just left, and we got them out of here without them breaking something. <laughs> Uh, We're all wedged into the tiny little room. Yes, and there were some, like, hand claps. and I'm going to have some editing to do. <laughs> There's some real strong feelings about swearing on one person's part. I won't name names, but he had a lot of percentages that he made up. <laughs> oh, my. But I think we've kind of judged the heck out of that. Kind of... Yeah, I do. I feel like we have. I mm-hmm. mean... I feel like we've come to a consensus that to each his own and like to maybe use it judiciously and we're very not okay with blasphemy in our house and yeah. No, I mean, we could have another podcast about what some people think and some people think that saying OMG is not blasphemy. blasphemy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we could do that at another time. Yep. So now we're going to talk about our ethical product. And it is Badger. So www.badgerbomb.com or you can buy it at local retailers Mm -hmm. because they do wholesale. Yep. Badger is an amazing company that sells bombs and oils, body oils and baby line Mm -hmm. and men's line. And 
Badger is pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. They are 100% organic. They are a certified B corporation, which... What does that mean? So, a certified B corporation has to... In order to be recognized, they must score in the top 10% of all businesses on the B impact assessment. Hmm. The gold standard of a corporate responsibility metrics. So Badger scored in the top 10% of more than 2,100 certified B corporations across categories for creating the most positive overall community impact as well as positive environmental impact. Oh, wow. So in 2017, Badger got the best for the world overall by the certified B corporation and best for the world environment. Mm. So they do really good. They do minimal packaging. They Mm -hmm. do minimal processing, all organic. And like for their olive oil, they deal with a family, like one family estate Mm. in Spain and it's amazing olive oil. And you've got to check out these products. They're just great. Yeah. What I really liked about them is their family friendly workplace. I think that's so important. So in opposed to Amazon, which treats their employees like crap, <laughs> they do... This company um, is amazing yeah. to their employees. Yeah, they do lots of flexibility for parents, allowing them to schedule their work around their kids' illnesses or plays or whatever they need to do. They have paid leave for both parents. They do extended, extended parental leave and child care reimbursements for kids with uh, with nursery or kindergarten age children. They also allow babies at work until the child is six months or crawling. So they really are so family friendly, and that's really what we need more of in I think our world. Um, allowing families to make good decisions um, for their whole family and their children. Yes. So I go, agree. Go out and buy yourself some badger. And not only that, but the products are amazing. They are. And they work really well. They are. Best lip balm yep. I've ever tried. Yep, for sure. So thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. And we're, and we're judging you anyway. Technical support and photography by Tip Kingsley. Consultation by Mid Toker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Velstra. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandaries at outlook.com. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy this show, please rate, review, and subscribe.